Roll man, let's talk about alcohol on Christmas. Cue that intro! The big question is this. How do we use cycling as a tool to improve our health, our happiness, and our longevity? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Anthony Walsh, and welcome to the Roadman Podcast. Roadman, welcome back to another Roadman Cycling Podcast. Thank you for joining me again. We've only four more sleeps till Christmas. We have a Dublin saying, my dad used to say it to me anyway, and he's a, a true blue, as we call it. Uh, true Dublin man with both his mum and dad being born in Dublin. Um, it was four more sleeps and we'd be bung-jawed. I'm not really sure what that means. I'm not sure what the word bung-jawed means is. Word word bung-jawed means. I'm not sure how you spell the word bung-jawed. I'm not sure if it's a word. But there you go. Four more days and we're going to be bung-jawed. Folks, today I want to talk to you about alcohol and Christmas because they're two things that just go together, like Hansel and Gretel, like Tweedledum and Tweedledow, like Wout van Aert and van der Poel in the cyclocross. These things, they just go together. And I want to talk to you about, if it's a good idea, you probably know already it's not a good idea, but I want to talk to you about a few strategies around how to manage it and why this might be a particularly bad idea. Folks, before I do, I know you're all super eager, keen to buy me a pint of beer for over the holidays. It's twofold. One, you get to support the podcast, which you've been listening to all year, and I know you secretly love it. You're smiling now, aren't you, you sly little fucker? And you get to make me fat over the Christmas, which means if you see me out on the road, I'm going to be going a lot slower, because I'm going to be drinking your donation. It's slowing me down. Win-win. Patreon.com forward slash Anthony underscore Walsh. Buy me a point, link is in the bio. It really, really helps the podcast, so go make that happen. So, alcohol and Christmas, they go together very, very well. But the bad news is, alcohol and training don't actually go together that well at all, unsurprisingly. Now, I did have a teammate a few years ago, and he was a beast of a man in the time trial. And I remember one particular morning... We were going to a time trial and he'd said to me the night before, look, I'm on a heavy one. So you might wake me the next morning, car's packed, I'm definitely going to the race. But you're going to probably have to bang on the door and drag me out of bed. So next morning, I'm banging on the door, I'm trying to drag him out of bed, eventually get him out of bed down the stairs. He's stinking a whiskey from the night before. We get to the race, I'm warming up, he's still in the car, like sleeping. Now this dude is a prodigy of a talent. And it was the 10 mile time trial, I skin suit up and I go do my warm up do a 10 mile time trial and I was getting pretty decent around that time and I'd assumed I'd won the TT or gone very close looking at my numbers and time and uh, results are getting called out and it's like third place is Joe Vlog, second place is Anthony Walsh and I was like who the fuck is after beating me now and then it's first place is my buddy my buddy who'd been drinking all night, he just pulled it out of the bag like you wouldn't believe. Won the 10-mile TT and he set a new course record. So right there, we could end this ad for Diageo and say that alcohol and cycling go together brilliant. The drink and merriment and threshold training, it all goes together great. And go off and have yourself a festive, merry little Christmas. But unfortunately... Uh, 
I, I'm not too worried about the lawyers coming back at me and saying a lot of your listeners have died, but I'm more worried about my moral sense of obligation to you, the listener, and giving you some good facts going into the Christmas. We're heading into a period where you likely have more training hours. A lot of people listening to this will be confined to training in the evening, squeezing in a session before work, after work, and now you're finding yourself with a heap of training time. Rafa Festa 500 training time which is actually a good idea, and I'm scribbling that down as I speak for a future podcast, should you do the Rafa Festa 500. Hmm, stay tuned later in the week. I diverge, as I often do. Okay, you find yourself with a bunch of extra training hours, and with that bunch of extra training hours, you have a potential to get a huge fitness bump over the Christmas. But... You also have a lot more drinking hours and you have potential to do yourself huge damage over Christmas and come out the far side of Christmas really chasing yourself and trying to spend the next all of January getting back to where you are right now. So this period of extra time on your hands is a very important period. And I I was talking to a friend about something completely off topic and he summarized it and he said, look, what you're talking about here is this is a tool. The festive period, it's a tool. And you have a lot of free time and you can do what you want as this tool. He's like, just the way a gun is a tool and you can go and you can shoot your dinner and there's a lot of healthy pursuits and reasons for having a gun for hunting. That's a positive application of it. But you can also get a gun and you can go into the cinema and you can kill everyone. And that's not a so positive application. Now that analogy speaks a lot to this guy's mindset, but it also highlights to us that we can do serious damage to ourselves over the festive period and a couple of the ways i want to dig into and without scaremongering too much there is actually some real damage you can get yourself into by drinking too much and you know what we'd call sweating it out or working it out because alcohol it messes up the way we metabolize energy and it messes up how muscles develop through protein synthesis so, Because the liver is actually busy dealing with all the toxins that it struggles to have just normal metabolic processes and energy production and glycogen replenishment. So that's really one downside of it. The very obvious downside is the calories. And I have a rule all year long that I don't drink anything that has calories, typically, unless I have a very occasional glass of wine. But I typically try and not drink calories. And as bad as drinks like Coke Zero or Diet Coke are because of the aspartame, I still stay away from them. I still drink them as opposed to their sugary counterparts, unless it's in a sporting context that I'm having a Coke as a recovery drink or whatever. Because seven calories per gram is roughly what you're going to get in alcohol. That's almost as much as pure fat. So a night on the beer is very, very heavy on calories. Also alcohol, it's a powerful diuretic. So you're gaining those calories, but you're also going to be super dehydrated the next day. And then you're going to go out training. So you're dehydration and you're digging yourself into a further hole. There's also been a few studies in the last few years talking about uh, that, what's it called? That, uh, cardiac arrhythmia that abnormal heartbeat and that if you have a propensity for an abnormal heartbeat there is evidence to suggest that training the morning after a heavy night on the beer can actually accelerate your movement towards that uh, arterial fibrillation i think it's called uh, like we obviously have come in recent years to a point where it's not socially acceptable to drive your car the next morning if you've been on the beer the night before and guard at checkpoints are now set up or police checkpoints here in Ireland are set up to 
to breathalyze people and test them to see if they are over the limit the next morning and there's been quite aggressive marketing campaigns run even in cinemas telling you like the consequences of driving the next day and you can lose your license and things but by extension if you're cycling the next day just because there's not a guard at checkpoint or a police checkpoint to check your blood alcohol levels doesn't mean it's a good idea you're risking your safety if you know if anyone who's tried to cycle uh, after a few beers or if you've been like me and you used to cycle because it was your only means of transport in college and you've tried to cycle home after a few drinks you realize your risk perception is entirely different your reaction speed is different and in a sport where we absolutely rely on reactions you know i was only last week going around a corner like maybe 45 60 minutes into my training spin I was on the bumper of a car who looked to be taking a right turn because they had their indicator on and they just jammed on out of nowhere as I had like one hand on the bars. It's a split second that took me out of that position. It was a swerve that just got me around millimeters, got around it and luckily no problem. I continued on my session without drama and I probably wouldn't have even mentioned it because it happened so frequently if it hadn't been for using it as a cautionary tale right now. But if you've had a few beers the night before, that split-second judgment means you're bum into the back of that and you're having yourself a merry little Christmas eating hospital food. Look, there's a lot of reasons not to drink over Christmas and far be it for me to rain on your Christmas parade and most of us listening to the podcast aren't professional bike riders. We're not paid to ride our bike. So it's really just a little bit of advanced planning and saying, look, I'm going to ride the bike on this day and this day and i'm going to drink on these days and making sure it's the bike sessions aren't lining up the morning after the after a heavy night on the gargle you want to have a 45 minute session max in recovery zone if you've been drinking the next day and i'd even put that down and say look if you've had three pints of beer i would cap it at one hour max the next day and that's you know a, I haven't researched this. I don't know the, the crossover between you know blood alcohol level and exactly uh, duration, but from experience, that's around the sort of period when if you ride anything more than that, it's not getting some fresh air and helping your hangover. You're actually getting into training effect, and then that's when you start to run into all these problems. You know because we can't metabolize properly, impaired recovery, dehydration, etc. So just be a little bit most of this podcast it's meant to be thought-provoking i'm not ever offering the podcast as you know a definitive this is the way you should absolutely live your life it's more just to scratch the itch and say oh i actually never thought of that now let's exercise a little bit of common sense with my experience you know your body you know if you're somebody who's a seasoned drinker and you've been drinking three four nights a week for your entire life you know what your tolerance is like on the flip side of that if you're someone like me and you know you drink two three times a year like proper big sessions when you go you go full that sort of guy you know if you're having one of those sessions that it's just not a good idea to ride your bike i actually had a good buddy of mine he's living back in australia now uh robbie john mccarty he was riding for uh canyon dhb last year and he was over just before christmas and he was living in ireland he's moved back to australia since and we'd met a few friends in dublin city center and we'd had a particularly heavy night on the beer and the following day we had our bikes and we planned to ride the next day and the bikes never even left the house i don't even think i left the bedroom that day it was a particularly heavy night but it's just exercising that bit of judgment, that bit of caution and just saying, look, 
better to play it safe because you're trying to appease that guilty mind from drinking the day before really you just need to focus on rehydrating some gentle exercise getting some air and start training back easy the following day folks we're on the countdown to christmas have a great day and i'll chat to you again tomorrow hey everybody it's anthony again Really quick, I want to invite you to join arguably the best thing I've ever put out inside the Roadman community. It's a challenge. It's a challenge called the 14-day Kickstart Challenge. So regardless of where your fitness is at right now, this is going to be the catalyst for making you faster and making you leaner. I've created this challenge to take the guesswork out of everything. It's 14 days of training plans, regardless of what your level is. There's masters, beginner, advanced. There's meal plans, shopping list, and even a video course holding your hand and talking you through it all. So what I recommend you do right now is just stop everything, press pause on this audio, and go to roadmancycling.com forward slash 14 day, or check out the link in the bio. That's roadmancycling.com slash 14 day.